Hey everybody, it's me, Matty C. And here I am again, all alone, without a guest, naturally. That's okay. I got some fun stuff in store anyway, and a couple reasons why uh, why it's been a bit since we had a special guest on the show. It's wonderful to have you here. Let's get into this thing. Friends, it's Maddie C. It's great to have you here. Um, I feel a little sheepish because it's been a couple of weeks since we had a, a guest on the show, and um, there's a couple of reasons for that. And um, I'd, I'd kind of like to mention it now because I'm feeling a little, a little guilty. I know you're probably thinking, "Hey, man, you don't need to feel guilty. You're you're writing stuff every day. I mean, you're probably not thinking that, but I'm thinking that, um, and I'm really proud of what I'm writing." But the pod's a big part of what I want to do here, and it's it's important to me, and I I, I think it's a really it's a really big part of, of what, what am I making has become and is. And, and that's most important and most effective when it involves me talking to other people about their ideas, their perspectives, and their experiences. But as the summer wound down and my schedule picked up, I hit a stretch where I really struggled to kind of nail down interview times uh, in time to put them out on the pod. And for much of the history of the podcast, I have worked two, three, four, even more episodes ahead. That's really where I'd like to be. But frankly, since the tour, I've been no more than one week ahead of schedule and it's left me scrambling a bit. And people have busy lives and people have priorities. And so it has been a bit of a challenge over the last three or four weeks to, to put all this together and to get it out to you in a timely fashion. And so what I've been doing is I've been finding different ways to use this space in the meantime. So I thought it might be worth an effort to try an audio version this week of the week that was here at WAIM. What I want to do is basically do a podcast version of the recaps I've been doing, and um, we're going to make that the podcast this week. This is just a, a trial run. Please let me know what you think of it. If you really like it and this is a way for you to find stuff that you missed, that's awesome. I would love to know. If you think this is really dumb and it is indeed filler, that's good to know too. Um, I do have a slate of interviews scheduled for the next uh, week or two where I'm really expecting to, to be building up an inventory again and, and rolling out conversations on a regular basis every week with, with the great guests that you have come to appreciate and expect here. Um, and it's, it's important to remember, as I said, that you can also count on great written work here every day, every damn day. And what am I making? And that's, that's kind of where I am right now. And I'm really trying to keep up with that. And with the schedule that I have and the, and the sort of the plan that I have to, to work these articles uh, over a long period of time and I can work far enough ahead, I think I can publish five days a week. And then I can give you a couple of uh, other things on the weekends, things like, um, you know, the call out things where I ask about a comfort album or <clears throat> we talk about favorite war movie or whatever. And, um, and so that's been really fun. And you guys have, the rock band ABC's thing went nuts. You guys were, you guys were incredible about that. It was so much fun. 
Um, please make sure that you are sharing that stuff with friends who will like it. It is not only a way for us to grow the audience of the pod and the Substack. It's also a way for us to sort of extend our community and to invite, invite more nerds in who really love all of this shit that you and I love. So <clears throat> let's get into what, uh, what happened this week over at the old uh, what am i making now on monday uh, i posted an article i guess we'll i guess we'll we'll, we'll jump back to uh, the previous saturday where i did the rock band abc's thing on uh, september 9th if you haven't seen that go over and check it out what i did was i asked people to get on uh the comments section and to basically say hey uh a to z um here are the performers i have seen live and so Aretha Franklin was my F, and uh, The Cure was my C, and I don't remember. REM was my R, and there were some other ones in there. I had two letters I couldn't fill. I couldn't fill uh, X, and I couldn't fill U for some reason, which I found very surprising. Um, we got just an absolute shit ton of comments and traction on this, and it was really fun. And if you haven't had a chance to jump over there and see people's answers and to put in your own answers, I would really encourage you to do that. The article published on September 9th is called Rock Band ABCs. And that was from the week before the week that was. So now let's get to the week that was. As I said, on Monday, uh, I did a, uh, a, a recap of my final show on the road as part of my, my Sad Bastard tour. Uh, that I did over the summer. I was in a great little town called Cynthiana, Kentucky, and um, I had an amazing couple of days. And uh, I talked about that at length, uh, both with Jack in a in a recent podcast from a couple of weeks ago. But also, I think that I think the article is really a nice way to kind of wrap up um, the last the last show of the tour, the last full day of the tour. Um, it's, it's an article I, I, I really enjoyed writing and I just was, I was so touched by that whole experience in Cynthiana and, uh, I hope you'll read that. You'll, you'll go check those out. Um, I also, uh, published on Tuesday, uh, an article, uh, called he's doing very well. And this one was not music or film related at all. This was about the, uh, kind of the, the concept of, of the way that language is distorting our, uh, acceptance of uh, of what we do for money and how collecting money and garnering wealth and having cash and, and maybe showing that off is really the only thing that matters in our society in terms of success. Whether we are a good parent, uh, a good partner, a good neighbor, uh, a good employee, a good business owner, um, a good friend, a good brother, a good sister, None of that is as important as whether or not we have cash in our pocket. And if we have money, we can be seen to be intelligent and important and valued and special, and uh, it's dangerous. And so I wrote about that, and I wrote about it in the guise of, of seeing somebody who I knew to be less than an ideal father and husband and friend. And I saw him at a moment where he was showing off a little bit of financial success. And so I talk about that and I talk about the way that we say things like he's doing very well, which is the name of the article. Um, that doesn't mean he's good at life. It just means he has some money. And so <clears throat> uh, I, I went ahead and, 
and published uh, another thing on Wednesday that was also money-related, which is weird because I hate talking about money, and I hate money itself. I mean, I like having money, but uh, the pressure and the stresses that it causes and the things that people do to go get it make me uh, sick to my stomach, shall we say? But uh, I told a story on Wednesday uh, under the under the name of A Night to Remember with None of the Guilt, where I broke down uh, a very recent uh, Saturday night that I spent at my local venue called The Avenue here in Lansing, Michigan. And I compared my experience and my expenses of that uh, that night at a, at a local show, at a grassroots show, as one reader put it. And I juxtaposed that with what that same experience might look like at an arena show. And I used pricing that I had seen recently at a couple of um, major events, things like baseball games and a, a, an outdoor pavilion show that I went to in June. And, um, and I kind of broke down what the differences were in terms of what the experience was like, what it cost, um, what it was like to get in and out. And, um, the long and short of it, I really hope you go read the article because I think I break down why a net like this is special and why more people should do it because there's almost no risk and there's just a huge amount of reward. But there's a section where I, I, I talk about what I call the receipts. And in that section, I talk about that at the Avenue, I did not pay for parking. I did not pay for a ticket. I went next door and I bought a couple slices and a Coke for a total of $7 and a friend bought me a $7 beer. So if we put the beer on my tab, it means I spent 14 bucks. If I'd have bought those same exact things for an arena show, I, I likely would have spent more than 10 times that. Uh, the money that I came up with was 14 at the Avenue, 162 at the arena. Um, read the article, figure out how I got here. Understand that I know that people are going to want to go to arena shows, and I'm not trying to take that away from them. What I'm trying to do is to tell you, you could have 10 experiences like the Avenue for one night at, you know, the local stadium. Um, I hope you'll go check it out and I hope you'll, I hope it will encourage some of you to maybe set aside a little apprehension or fear, whatever maybe you have and go out and, and try to discover some, some new music in your neighborhood. Um, the, uh, the next piece that I did was a, was a piece on, uh, Wilco, the, the band that Jeff Tweedy formed after the, the dissolution of, of Uncle Tupelo. And this is a band that's incredibly important to me and was, was hugely influential and for a time was the band that I saw the most and listened to the most and was really kind of the most important band in my life for damn near a decade. Um, and I broke down their first four records, as I have done with some other artists, which has really been a nice, kind of neat way to look at the beginning of a career. Um, and in the case of in the case of Wilco and Jeff Tweedy, what it really is is it's it's a songwriter and singer and band leader not just coming into his own, but kind of outshining his former. Uh, I don't want to call him his enemy. It's uh, uh, foe is probably the wrong word. Um, former collaborator. For a long time, Tweedy was in the shadow of Jay Farrar. And when the first Uncle Tupelo and first Sunvolt records came out, the two bands that were created from those two guys that split from Uncle Tupelo, it appeared that Jay Farrar was miles ahead, eons ahead of Jeff Tweedy. And over the course of the next three records, Jeff Tweedy basically laps Jay Farrar in terms of his songwriting, his production, his 
sonic innovation and exploration and in terms of the success of his band. And Jeff Tweedy goes from being second fiddle to household name in the space of a few years. And, and will go become kind of the darlings of, of indie rock. And it's a really interesting progression and art. And it's also a really fun look at four records that I love very, very dearly. And what, it, what an amazing output that is in such a short period of time. And I also cover some of the volatility that, that occurs within the band. There are lineup changes. There are um, kind of these seismic shifts that happen. There's a lot of internal drama. There's rehab. There's all kinds of stuff that happens. Um, but at the end of it, it's the story of a songwriter and his own voice. And he's, and he's trying to find himself. And he's also trying to emerge from the shadow of his former bandmate. And um, it's a series of records, again, that, that I hold very, very dear. Uh, and um, I'm really proud of the piece. And I, I hope you'll, you'll go check it out. And then we, we ended the work week, the school week, if you will, on Friday with uh, a piece on one of my favorite films and a, a real piece of Michigan uh, sort of history that is uh, meaningful to me. And that is the story of the making of Anatomy of a Murder. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the film, Anatomy of a Murder is a 1959 courtroom drama starring Jimmy Stewart, Lee Remick, George C. Scott, Ben Gazzara, and others. It was directed by uh, Otto Preminger. And uh, it is uh, the story of, the true story of a murder that took place in Michigan's remote Upper Peninsula and the trial that ensued. And the story was actually a, a novel based on a novel. That had been written by the man who was the defense attorney in this case that had happened a few years earlier. And to lend authenticity to the film and to make it seem more genuine and more documentary-like, uh, Preminger, as director, um, brought an entire casting crew to the remote reaches of Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and for something like six or seven weeks, uh, Hollywood invaded this, this small town of 21,000 people and made an American masterpiece. It's it's considered one of the 100 greatest films of all time, according to the American Film Institute. It is uh, widely regarded as one of the 10 best courtroom dramas ever made. It is uh, both one of the pinnacles of Otto Preminger's career, but also of its main star, Jimmy Stewart. Um, it, it features an all-star cast, and it's an amazing story of a, of a film being made in a place where a movie should never have been made. And... Um, 60 plus years later, uh, that community is still embracing it and amazed by it and in love with it. And it was uh, a really fun thing to research. And it was a great excuse for me to watch this film again. If you have not seen the film, it is currently streaming on Criterion channel. Uh, and I'm sure you can rent it from the streamer of your choice. So my friends, that is the week that was here at What Am I Making? Again, we have uh, had a series of what I think were Good, diverse, interesting articles. Um, again, that's an article every day. So on Monday, we did the Cynthiana update. On Tuesday, I did He's Doing Very Well. On Wednesday, we did The Avenue versus Arena with A Night to Remember with None of the Guilt. Then I, I hit Wilco's first four albums and then wrapped things up on Friday with The Making of Anatomy of a Murder and When Hollywood Invaded Michigan's Upper Peninsula. If you are enjoying these podcasts, these conversations, these articles, and these ideas, it's really crucial that you sign up for a paid subscription today. Less than 8% of the people who read these articles 
and listen to these podcasts support with a paid subscription. And I want to continue to make all of this work accessible and free for every reader and listener. And I've had to come really close to forcing paywalls, and I really don't want to do that. But I still need your help. So to help me avoid that paywall, to help me avoid keeping content from people, and to make sure that I can continue to do this work, I'm asking you right now from the bottom of my heart, go on over to whatamimaking.substack.com, sign up for a paid subscription today. You can sign up for as little as six bucks a month. You can even become a, a member for $60 a year, which gets you down to five bucks a month. It, it makes an enormous difference. It, it tells me that you believe in what I'm doing and that it's worth spending time on. It also uh, gives me an indication of what, what matters and what you want to hear. And it helps us to build this community because I can spend more time on this. So again, go over to whatamimaking.substack.com. Sign up for a paid subscription today. It would be incredible to have your support. Uh, thank you again. I will be back next week with a real actual conversation with another human being. It won't just be me. It shan't just be Matty C alone in the shedio talking into his microphone yet again. It will be Matty C alone in his shedio talking to someone else out in cyberspace and recording that. So it sounds like we had a conversation with the two of us in a room like we used to do when we were human beings. My friends, it means so very much to me that you are here, that you press play on this thing, that you follow through and uh, update me on your lives and that you reach out. Please continue to do that. You can always comment, share, like, and subscribe all over at whatamimaking.substack.com. But you can also send me a voice message at speakpipe.com slash whatamimaking, or you can send me an email at what am I making blog at gmail.com. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for your support. Thanks for being awesome. I can't wait to see you again real soon. Bye-bye, my friends. if a night weren't a paltry edition of Matty C and his ADHD, I just don't even know what the definition of paltry is no more. ADHD, my ass. <laughs>